and welcome back to Pagan Heart in Maine, and a blessed first day of summer. On today's show, I have a wonderful interview with the creators of the Rupert's Tales books. And to start us off today, this is The Oak King and the Holly King, by the Reverend Rat himself, Michael Dolan of Featherscale.
And today we have in the studio via the magic of Skype, the wonderful Kira, author of Rupert's Tales. Ta-da! And, and Tanya Bennington Osborne, owner of the Red Z Gallery in Mount Vernon, Ohio, artist and illustrator of Rupert's Tales. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So let's start with Kira. Um, well, if we're going to start with Kira, then we have to do this. <laughs> I'm gonna Hello, Wolf. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that little sound effect and everything. I, that, that may find its way in, into some of my shows at times. So. <laughs> it's a magic wand. It's really cool. I like it. And take it everywhere. I think everyone should have a magic wand. I also take my glitter wand everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> She does. I do. I really do. <laughs> One of the things we're talking about today is a book you wrote called Rupert's Tales. Now, I just want to share with the listening audience. I first saw Rupert's Tales. It was actually just a story. It was posted in one of the Yahoo groups. And I came across that. And I think it was, uh, I think it was your Beltane one. Was the yes, first that one. would have been the first one. That was the first one I saw. And this had to have been three, maybe four years ago. Yes. And I thought that was just such a wonderful story. It, it was it was very it was, it was a children's story, um, but it really went into what the holiday was about. A little while later, I started seeing some other stories being posted, and then from there, I found you on Facebook, and all of a sudden, here it is, four years later from that first story, and you have two books. Uh, the Rupert's Tale Wheel of the Year for the first four seasons, Beltane, Litha, Lamas, and Mavon. And a second book from Samhain, Yule, Imbolc, and Astara. And there's also an activity book as well. What what brought you and Rupert together? How did you find out about Rupert? Is is this an idea that came to you? Is this something that just... What, what, what leads into this? Well, um, as a writer... Very often what happens is that you have voices, and as silly as it sounds, it's really true, true, and that you have voices um, in your mind, in your head, in your heart that will tug at you, will pull at you, will whisper and, and threaten sometimes <laughs> to say, please tell my story, it's my turn, it's my turn. And Rupert was very, very much that way. Um, he introduced himself to me. and. Um, I was working uh, in construction, digging ditches and driving heavy equipment for a living. And um, so I had, my body was engaged, but my mind didn't need to do much more than pay attention to safety factors. So I had a lot of time for my mind to roam and Rupert came knocking and thumping and hopping and said, <laughs> it's time to tell my story. And so I knew it was coming sooner and sooner. And finally, one day it had rained and we didn't, it was all mud. So there was, wasn't enough for everyone to do, but they didn't want to send us home. And Rupert was stronger that day than any other day before. And finally, after two hours of working, I told my boss, I said, look, today is the day I have to go home and write. And I had the best foreman in the whole wide world. He knew I was a writer. He said, go, see you tomorrow. Wow. So I went, it was fabulous, fabulous. And I went home in my muddy boots, my dirty clothes. I sat down at my computer, made a mess with my boots <laughs> <laughs> because it was time to write. And I had no idea other than Rupert. Okay, and so it's amazing, Grey Wolf, the way that Rupert works because all I'm doing is letting God and Goddess tell me the story of what happens to Rupert. I sit here and 
as I write, I see what happens. <laughs> it's very much like reading the story because I just write and it comes out and I am delighted and giggly and fabulous. It's it's so exciting for me to see what happens to him. So it's, re it's really a surprise to you what appears on the paper then? It truly is. At the end of each story that I write, I'm in tears because it is it is so wonderful to me to see what happens to our furry friend because I really don't know. I have a, an idea, you know, okay, because we started with Beltane, which is an odd place to start in the Wheel of the Year. Then again, you know, Beltane is all about love and passion and all those things. And so what a wonderful time for him to come to me. It's just the perfect time, actually. And so every Sabbath after Beltane, I had to write another one because it was time to tell the next story. And so I did until the year was up. And then I was like, well, now what? Well, as a writer, you should never ask that question because very often you get the answer. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very, very careful what I wish for as well. Exactly. Because so you, might, you might get it in spades. In spades, exactly. So it's been uh, quite the adventure for me. And uh, even though, you know, we have two hardcovers of the Wheel of the Year. The third one is Reduce, Reuse, Recycle. Rupert Helps Clean Up. Uh, the fourth one is already written. The fifth one is already written. And I have more stories still waiting to be told. Wow. Wow. So... It's exciting for us. It really, really is. And, and Tanya's been a real big part of it. Like, I can't even begin to tell you. Now, now how, did so, you, how did you meet Tanya? How, how did that come about? Because you're separated <laughs> by a few thousand miles. And yes. when you were looking to, to find someone to draw. Well, how, um, I actually worked in construction with her brother. Oh, Sean. wow. Okay. Yes. And Sean and I were best friends for quite a while, a couple of years or so before I wrote Rupert. And after I wrote him, he, I, I had wanted um, my sister to do, Rachel, to do the um, illustrations, but she was a single parent of three children at that time. And just, that's a very busy life. Time, time's very hard to come by when you've got it three. It really is. Her deep desire to do so was there, but it, after two and a half months of not being able to do what she really wanted to do, I turned to Sean and I said, doggone it. And he said, I told you to contact my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, okay. Well, now that my sister isn't going to work out, I don't know what to say to her. So right then and there, he called her. And poor Tani was so sick that day. It's Aww. hilarious. It really is because he called her and he said, you know, I've got this friend who's written these stories. And she was so sick. She was like, yeah, whatever. Have her send me something. <laughs> <laughs> And from that inauspicious beginning became Rupert. And we, Tanya and I, truly feel as though he knew us before we knew him. Well, let's jump over to Tanya then. Uh, Tanya, so when uh, you spoke with Kira, did you have an, any idea of uh, what were you, you were getting into? Have you ever done illustrations <laughs> for books and stuff? Or? I think that's kind of... Um, oh broad statement <laughs> um, <laughs> anything you do with Kira is a, is a beast of its own so <laughs> it's completely different what I never um, I've had published work but it was fine art and international books but I had never done an illustration with an author and I'd been approached before and said no and I'd been approached by some that um, whenever you get something in email you always have to question it's you know 
who it's, it's coming for from, real or right. if it's you know genuine and whatnot. And uh, she, that's that's why my brother called me because my brother knows how many times I've been approached by different overseas scams that try to steal your artwork for what reasons I don't know. But hmm. um, so he said this this lady's going to send you an email. I want you to take serious consideration and see what you think. And she, like she said, I was very, very sick. And something that Kira doesn't know is that I was so sick that Rupert, in a sense, actually helped heal me and save me. Oh, wow. Because of my sickness and what I'd went through. Um, so it brought me back to, uh, it brought me back to where I need to be. <laughs> That's cool. Now I'm crying. Thanks. <laughs> That, that, I had been, um, that is really I had cool. been doing art for several years, but I had never done anything like this and nothing that was so close to my personal beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I had been suffering from uh, celiac disease and did not know it. I had been told I had brain tumors, cancer, you name it. Oh, wow. And I just was at my wit's end and I was so sick. I mean, I couldn't do anything. And Rupert basically kicked me in the butt and said, all right. It's time. You need to make something. Even if you don't stay here very long, you need to make, you know, a statement and leave your mark. And this is how you need to do it. Wow. And so I did. <laughs> That's cool. That's pretty neat. And when I got the first email with Rupert's picture, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. She called me once and said, okay, because I'd had to do drawings, pencil drawings beforehand mm-hmm. in my mind, you know, to make sure that I knew what it was I was doing. And, um, so I'd sent her the story and my silliest sketches and um, she wrote and said, or she called me and said, well, okay, but you've got really long ears and do you want them to be a bunny or a rabbit or a hare? You know, what's up with this? So we discussed that. So, um, cause I didn't know there were so many choices. That's what happens with Tanya. You know, <laughs> she, <laughs> you give her ideas and she says, okay, but what about this? And what about that? She's been utterly, utterly respectful from the very, very beginning of what is important to me. You know, does this person have to have a certain color hair? Is there a certain number of this? Or do you want a certain symbol of that? What about the moon phase? It's been incredible. Nobody could ever, ever have asked for such a fabulous relationship between author and artist that we have. And um, so when she sent me the first image of Rupert, oh my goodness. I don't think I've ever cried and laughed and just been so joyous in my whole life. And it just was incredible. So it's been wonderful. (laughs) Well, I I think it's interesting because I I remember when you first posted that picture of Rupert and (laughs) it was, it's like, you know, this isn't just a children's book. This, this, this is a painting. This is a, this is a piece of art. And it's really, it's really neat to see that. And, 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 and it's like, it, it kind of takes, it's like, yes, this is a children's book, but it's not just a children's book either. It's for, it's really kind of for anybody that really wants to, to see some wonderful artwork and the story behind it. And I, I guess like, you know, when you look at children's books, you, you see like now Dr. Seuss has, has just the line drawings with the color, the, the cartoonish stuff. Right. And this is very real. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I told her is that it had to be somewhere between cartoon and real. I didn't want it to look like a, you know, actual photograph of the of, of a rabbit, but I didn't want it to look Bugs Bunny either. I said I wanted it somewhere in between, and obviously she's captured exactly the correct tone, the right feel that you know that, like you say, that this is more than silliness. And the the stories are viable; they're real; they are important. And the illustrations add the next level, you know. <laughs> that was my first one too. I mean, it was one of those things where I had asked her. I didn't know if she wanted more, like you said, more cartoon, or is it supposed to be more realistic? And when I painted Rupert, I said, "All right." I hung up with her, I, or I was on the phone with her. I said, "Okay, I'm just going to paint, and don't be afraid to tell me what you think. If you hate it, I'm just going to paint whatever comes to me." And that was the first thing I painted, and she absolutely loved it. So we got lucky. <laughs> oh, I don't think luck has anything to do with it. It, it just seems that uh, between Kira, with the story of Rupert coming to her, and it was just another. I, I think it's just about being in tune with the universe and and just we, letting letting that that muse come to you, and 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 push you along. Oh, definitely. Yes. So. Uh, now I have to ask you, Kira. Uh, now you met Randy pretty recently, right? Your husband, Randy. Well, it's been three years now, actually. Three years. Um, how does he feel about all of this? And in particular, let, let's uh, talk about uh, what you call the glitter dome. <laughs> well, the glitter dome is our home. Randy has lived here for 25 years. I've lived here for almost two years now. When I first moved in, it was a normal, regular house in a normal, regular now, neighborhood. Now, I've just got to jump in. This changes everything. <laughs> I, I did not realize that he had lived there that long. And, yes. and wow. Okay, that, that, yes. that brings a whole new level. Uh, and... Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh, post a picture of the glitter dome on my website, and I'm also gonna put a link over to your Facebook page, and we'll mention that also on on uh, the podcast too, so that people can get to it even if they're listening to this several months down the road here. That would be fabulous. So, okay, go ahead and continue. This is this is great. Okay, so it was a very normal looking house, you know, mundane. Big- <laughs> it was very and, mundane. <laughs> okay. It was beige, okay, with you know, colors of brown and beige. But um <laughs> the furniture was beige. The rocks in the aquarium were beige. Everything was <laughs> beige. Okay, all of his clothing was beige, brown, black, okay. <laughs> well, that's not the way it is anymore. <laughs> not not by a long shot. Nope. No, and what's and I have to tell you, how does he feel about all this? I'm going to tell you, it's his fault, okay? Okay. <laughs> because this is what happens when you're so happy you can't keep it inside anymore. That's this wonderful. is truly what happens. And um, especially when you have paint in your hand. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but see, the front porch, was, it was what used to be brown, uh, a brown rick brick red type thing for many years and um i first started by painting the um swing on the front porch um purple and then (laughs) i said well i had purple and i wanted it 
something different. So there you go. It was purple. And he came home from work and said, oh. <laughs> it's purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah purple. I don't know. It's just one of those things. And uh, so then I said, the porch, I want it to be blue. And I said, medium blue. Okay. And he said, well, not too bright, right? That's the last <laughs> time I said that. <laughs> But you have to realize all this happened after Rupert's life. After, after she didn't it happen after you received book one? Like all the colors started happening. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah it happened with the yep. publishing of that. It's like it brought all those color to her life that it, Rupert was coming alive in more ways than one. <laughs> more ways than one. That's, That's right. Cool. <laughs> it was just. I mean, he has brought Rupert has brought us all of us so much happiness it's just been an explosion of technicolor actually and uh so when i said to randy about the blue porch and he kind of had this look on his face and i said uh-oh you know he doesn't really want this uh-oh and he's i said what is it and he said no blue is great he said but as long as you're going to paint it blue why don't you make it look like an aquarium <laughs> <laughs> And so I did, and thus begun <laughs> the creation of the Glitter Dome. And so today, ours is the home where people drive by, they slow down or stop, they take out their cameras and cell phones, <laughs> and, um, and we often give tours. To, and and uh, it's all different colors, and you have critters painted all around it. And... All over, and it's just an explosion of happiness is what it is. When people ask, you know, well, how does Randy feel about this? He says, he says, who do you think buys all the paints? <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, a, it's, it's an explosion of, um, like you said, what is meant to be because there's so many things that have come to us of our realizations about ourselves and yes. not only our happiness, but who we are and what we want to be. And Kira has already decided and very proudly announced that she is about like a six-year-old. <laughs> well, you know, so she she becomes overindulgent, and it's easy to excite her. So, anything that you say, it's like giving a a six-year-old a handful of markers and a white wall, and saying, <laughs> "Well, can you draw me a smiley face?" And you turn around, and there's an entire world painted. I mean, <laughs> anything you give her, she goes like full speed on it. <laughs> well, you see, and th and, th and that's one of the reasons why I wanted both of you on the show is because. Um, both of you get it. And what I mean by it is that the world, you know, I think we get so caught up in everything around us in the world and our jobs and paying bills and everything that we forget that that's not what it's all about. It's about being happy. It's about being joyful and expressing yourself and not being held back. And, and I've got to say, you know, it's like when you look at the glitter dome, you see there's nothing held back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But see, Tanya is all a part of that as well, because if she was, you know, a stuffy person or she didn't get it, like you say, or, you know, those kinds of things, it, she is part of the encouragement, part of the indulgence even, because she does get it. And so between her and Randy and the other people that I surround myself with, you can't help but to be happy all the time. Oh, really. absolutely. Absolutely. And there's just, and, and I think there is a difference between both of you too, mm -hmm. because I see Tanya's joy in, in her paintings, in, in, in your paintings, Tanya, I see a very mm -hmm. quiet joy, a very peaceful, a very 
happy to be here. Joy in your paintings. <laughs> and in Kira's, I see that explosive out there, yippee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yippee! Yeah, most people are actually surprised when they meet us because they imagine the artist to be crazy and colorful and everything. And, and I'm not <laughs> like that. I'm actually pretty, um, I'm pretty natural. I'm very much a natural person. I like the beige colors. I like the natural elements and bamboo. I'm very more into the Asian aesthetic simplify. And, you know, I, I'd rather be, have the outdoors inside where she, she makes her whole world. <laughs> but, She's got but it you've, completely different. But you've also created a world too, because if you look at your, your paintings, you can be there. Exactly. You know, because, because in, in, in the cartoony ones, it's like, oh yeah, this is a fun story. It's a good read. But when you look at what, what you've put on the page and then you have the world that, that Kira's written, you can actually be there. And I, I think that's wonderful. She does yeah, a really good job. You try, when I was painting one of the conversations that we had, um, it's funny you mentioned this, when we did the circles of, you know, uh, friends and, the gatherings when Rupert was observing the interactions of humans. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do was make them everyday people, people that are real and people that you can relate to. Not Hollywood so, people, but yeah, real they people. weren't. Yeah, they weren't all these supermodels and these beautiful. They, they they were real beautiful people, as they were naturally and. That was something that we had discussed, and they you know, every size, color, shape. Um, these are the people that are the real people. That beauty was in that moment. It wasn't about the actual people, but you could relate easier to it. It was about the people in that moment, and so we did have that discussion actually, <laughs> even A when it came times, to the children. Yeah. yeah, even with the children and the trees and stuff, we talked about that. That's cool. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. And I think a wonderful song we put in here is from a group back in the 70s that had their own children's morning show uh, called The Bugaloos. And uh, the song is called Senses of Our World.
see the colors all around you and the darkness that you fear will disappear see the treasures that abound all around you and believe that mother like that a lot <laughs> thank you it, it, it yeah. was, i was just thinking of uh one of the songs to play for this episode and um one of the things i i, I like is uh bubblegum music which that is an example of because it's it's just such it, it really it's happy and and i like things that are happy so. <laughs> well, then you come to the right place. <laughs> yeah, it reminds you of the times gone by too. It reminds you when you were a kid. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I find myself as the the older I get, and, and I'm only in my mid forties, but I find the older I get, it, it, you, you learn to treasure that. Oh and, yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just thinking about about the good things. And... Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I when on my last birthday when I turned fifty. <laughs> I said I'm permanently six. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good way to be because I, I, I do think that, you know, especially as, as spiritual people, we need that childlike, that childlike wonder. That's what keeps the magic alive. Mm -hmm. that, that is exactly correct. Yeah. And as serious, well, more serious than me, that Tanya appears to be. <laughs> She obviously, she, you, you don't always see, you know, what goes on behind the scenes and how silly she can be, too. I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> it's fabulous. And, but th that's part of why we do get it along so well and, and work so well together is because when I say, for example, I want the a different point of view. I don't have to go on and on and try to explain. She gets it immediately and can bring that to life. I love that. That's one of the biggest things that makes working with her so exciting is that she gets what what it is I'm talking about, even when I don't always know fully what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Like I'm, I'm really happy with the... Um, the illustrations you'll see in uh, the third book, that the third hardcover, um, that you know Rupert helps clean up, mm -hmm. where you'll you'll see more views from the Earth, 
and uh, down low as opposed to up high so much. It's it's really, I love the, the different points of view that she has brought forth. Oh, the perspective, because you're getting it from all. Well, she, I mean, at this point, we've only, that was book three. Right. And um, I keep making fun of her saying, you know, at this point, we've already hit half the animal kingdom. What what the hell? Let's keep going. <laughs> because she keeps adding more and more characters. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was great. It was She opened because I sent her all four of the stories from book three. And she started at the end instead of at the beginning. But that's because the way it. It happens that way. And she, the first page she opened, because she, she still makes me draw everything first, okay? So when, when I send her the manuscript the first time for book three, she said, well, where's the pictures? I said, well, why should I have pictures this time? I said, you already know everybody and everything. And she said, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I still have to do all the sketches, okay? So she opened the first page and she said, there's five animals on this page. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you can do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Now, Kira, I know you do uh, readings and stuff for, for uh, groups as well. Yeah. And uh, also something you've been doing now is, and I've got to ask, so will, Re will Rupert be releasing a uh, an album anytime soon? <laughs> You know, I keep getting that question. <laughs> so I'm guessing that maybe the answer should be, I'll think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a lot of fun, you know, to, to sing the songs. Most of the songs are reduce, reuse, recycle, although some of them are not. And um, so it may be, I don't know about an album because, you know, I'm not the best singer in the world. It's just fun which might be why everybody can sing along because they don't have to have a really good voice to do it. <laughs> so, but of course, you know, all the songs that I have written so far, well, at least the ones I've released so far are on the YouTube channel because Rupert has his own YouTube channel and it's Friends of Rupert. How surprising is that? <laughs> uh -huh. So, um, so I don't know, maybe we'll do a CD and just give it to people as we go to different festivals and that type of thing. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Now, the new book is due to be released this fall. No, actually, they've changed their... Uh, Schiffer has changed their um, their programming, their, their schedule, to where it actually will not be released until spring of 2013, okay. unfortunately. Okay. Uh, are there any uh, um, ideas for the, the next ones coming out after that? And yes, what, what they uh, about? Book, book four is already written and in Schiffer's hands, and uh, that one has four stories featuring. Uh, it's Rupert learns about making magic. Oh, and, yes, and so there's uh, um, all kinds of different things like the tools. Okay, you know the mm -hmm. different tools of the craft, uh, where he learns a family comes and into the forest to teach their children about different things and how to use magical tools, and so. He gets to learn all about different tools that we use in craft. And there's also one where he meets Grandmother Spinner, which is about altars. And uh, then I think is going to be my new favorite one is uh, the Lady in the Moon, where Goddess comes back. <laughs> cool. And 
And it's really wonderful. I'm really delighted about it and teaches them all about the phases of the moon. Now, and, uh, now one of ahead. the things that I, I know about Rupert, Rupert really doesn't talk with the humans. Never. He talks with the, the other animals and the magic folk. He never That's talks directly. Never. And he never will. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? Just because? Um, well, because it's Tanya's fault. <laughs> <laughs> she she encourages me to remember that um, we are talking about a nature-based faith, okay? Mm -hmm. And so where my sketches are rather cartoonish, because I'm not an artist like she is in any way, shape, or form, but um, she sometimes has to remind me that we are talking about nature here, and that the uh, snail that is in the story needs to be um, more nature-based in color as opposed to bright pinks and neon oranges. Ah, so. <laughs> I, I see. So so if Rupert was to actually talk with the humans, it would be sort of like breaking down the fourth wall. That you is would, correct. You wouldn't really, it, it, it would take away from it. it it's like um, when you, you know, with the, how do I want to say this? When you read the book, you know, you're you're seeing it through Rupert's eyes, but with nature, sometimes instinct is so important and just being part of it that there's that understanding that just comes to you. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you do take that wall away, then it becomes like Tom and Jerry is, you know, <laughs> talking suddenly. Tom and Jerry never talked. That's right. That's right. I know on a couple of the newer cartoons... And yes, I do wear, I do watch cartoons. Oh yeah, um, you have to, absolutely. Some of the new ones, they do actually have Tom and Jerry talking, and it is not the same. It is it's is very, it's like, they're not supposed to talk. Yeah. No. And, and with this being, you know, all about the God and goddess and nature and everything, there's a lot in, in this faith that you just have faith in, that you just know. You're just born with that knowledge, and you just... You just feel it. There's actually that one um, part where he's sitting in the little girl's lap, right. and there's Super just solid. that, yeah, there's just that understanding between them. So That's nice. That's so really magic nice. does happen, and and so there are times when he can understand things that he might not have otherwise, but um, but he will not speak with the humans, not ever. Right. And we've also had some discussion as to his aging process. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because, and, and it's difficult, it really is, um, because we don't want him to be static. You know, he is learning along the way, okay? But we still want each uh, story to be fresh for the next set of eyes, for our audience, for our readers. We, we want him to, meet, to maintain uh, familiarity um, so you probably won't see him age very much at all, although some of his um, his knowledge will increase. Okay. His understanding. All right. Is, is there anything else we'd like to talk about? After book four uh, will also be book five. And again, that's already written, and I have sent that on to Shipper. Um, and that is uh, The Nature of Elements. And so hmm. there, there's... And that there's one story for each of the elements, air, fire, water, and earth. And it's really interesting how they ended up coming out. Because if I would have had to predict how they would have, um, I wouldn't have guessed that they would have be, been these stories. It, it's really 
very, very nature-based as opposed to magic-based. And you can see where uh, humans perhaps got their ideas for uh, why there are the associations. It's It's been quite the learning experience for me, I got to tell you. <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't have actually thought about that because... I'm so so much used to thinking of the elements in, in, in so much of a, a magical working base. I would think that would be the way it would go. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's why that book is called uh, Rupert's Tales: The Nature of Match, or excuse me, The Nature of Elements. And uh, because that's exactly what ended up happening. And it's it's been quite the adventure for me. Like I said, I I sit down knowing that I'm going to write a book about this this sabbat or this topic or using this particular new friend and new friends come along all the time all the time that i was not anticipating i'm like what are you doing there who are you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and don't even mention uh, a character or something to her because then she feels obligated that she's got now she's been introduced to this thought that's she's actually introduced to them personally and that now they have to be created it's true that happens all the time. My husband is very careful. Randy has to be careful not to introduce new ideas because then once, they happen. <laughs> one, what the, the, the old uh, once it's spoken, it exists. It does. Yeah. It does. And so then I have to bring it to everybody else. And that's what happens. I mean, we have cat in a hat on our ceiling in our uh, dining room because he mentioned something about having something on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan is next. Okay. <laughs> So, um, and also the other thing that uh, I don't know when books, you know, four and five are going to come out in any way, shape or form at this moment. I do know, um, however, that Schiffer Publishing is also interested in uh, producing the board game, the Wheel of the Year board game that I created. Oh, wow. It's, it's, I'm really, really pleased with it. In fact, I'm tickled with it. And as I was creating it and making it, and it's all based on, it's all Rupert's tales. You know, everything in it is Rupert. There is, for each Sabbath, there is an illustration from each of the stories um, in Wheel of the Year. And the uh, characters, you know, that walk around the board in a wheel, in a circle, in which all the pathway is just like, you know, Candyland, mm-hmm. only it's all elemental colors, yellow, red, blue, green, yellow, red, blue, green, except that each Sabbath is purple for spirit. Okay? Nice. <laughs> so, and nice. so anyway, it's a really neat game. And as I was as I was creating it and playing it repeatedly, um, I was thinking, wow, this is so cool. Why isn't it already made? You know, maybe not Rupert's Tales, but someone should have already made this game. So I'm really looking forward to their putting that one out. And a Huggable Rupert, too. I can't wait to get my hands on a Huggable Rupert. Oh, cool. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so there's lots more to come. Lots more. Rupert's for every age, too, by the way. I should say that um, the story, you know, when we talk about games and, and a huggable Rupert and whatnot, it, it really, truly is for any and all ages. Because we've been asked that a lot by um, different bookstores and different companies that we've actually done book signings. Um, just because we're having huggable Rupert and the game come out, a game, of course, is for any age as well. But people do ask. Yeah, but it's it's difficult because you know at all these different festivals and activities and things that we go to, especially when I go to do readings and do Rupert's tales and tunes and where we're singing and all that kind of thing, people will bring you know parents will bring their children to this what they think is a quaint little story hour 
okay you know that they can bring their children to during festival and it's all oh isn't this sweet isn't this nice and then they start and listen to the stories and it's the parents faces that i watch because their jaws drop their eyes tear and they are delighted and wish that they would have had these stories growing up because Rupert is no fluffy bunny. It's uh, in in all seriousness, this, the tales themselves are viable um, for what it is, how we worship, how we serve, and how we look at the world. And so, it's actually more fun to read the stories aloud to your children. But for adults, they begin to get it. Those who have never been encountered the path before, this is the perfect starting place. That's kind of what I thought. That's kind of what I thought as well. Is that these books are good if if you know someone who says, "Well, you know, I I I see that you're a pagan. You wear a pentagram. What exactly does that mean? What what exactly does you know? What what do you do for? What is your spiritual faith and everything? Yes. And you could actually use these books to show them. Yes. And the other thing is that um, you know tolerance. It's not. Tolerance and acceptance are two very different things in in my eyes. But Rupert's tales, one of the major themes throughout every tale is acceptance, and that there's more than one way to do things. Never will you see in the books where they say it it is this way and no other way, yeah. because it's it's not just other faiths, you know, and other religions and that type of thing, different paths that.、Um, That we have to be concerned with in our tales, because there's all kinds of different、uh, denominations or paths or thought processes, and even how you celebrate the beginning of the year. Is it Samhain or is it Yule? Okay, so、uh, there's lots of differences in the pagan faith as well. Oh, absolutely. There, so, there, there's the old joke that if you ask ten、uh, different pagans what they believe, you'll get twelve different answers. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> that's right. So that's why you will, you will. This is a Rupert's Tales is truly an excellent starting point where you can stop if you're reading it to your child or reading it to someone out loud, whatever, and you say, okay, well, Rupert does it this way, but we do it another way, you know. And there's lots of room and lots of times in there where it says there's more than one way. We're very, very aware of that, and and that's one of the central themes to Rupert's Tales is there's more than one way. Yeah, Kira and I aren't.、Um, we don't practice the same way ourselves. I mean, both of us are different, and and the way we practice or believe, but yet at the same time, we understand. Yeah, and that's great. One last thing I would like to say、uh, is, or. Of course, if you let me talk, I'll keep talking. But、um, <laughs> oh, you're, you're welcome. But my show does not have a time limit, so it it, it, it can go a half an hour.、Oh, it can go. <laughs> it, it can go a half an hour. It can go an hour and a half. But <laughs> but I wanted to let you know that you know, in speaking of festivals and activities, the thing that the we're taking. Rupert, you know, most of the time I'm right here in Florida because I live in Florida. Tanya lives in Ohio. She does her book signings all over the place there. I do mine here, but I do more tales and tunes. You know, I do festivals and that type of thing.、Mm-hmm. But in October, we are going together to Cincinnati to the Utopia Con. Oh, wonderful! So we already have space there, and we're actually going to do performances there together. And <laughs> <laughs> her and Randy are. <laughs> <laughs> Anya will be at the at the booth signing books if you need me. 
I'm going to get her to sing. You wait and see. But anyway, <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, we're expanding and that's part of the reason behind what I've done on YouTube. I'm friends of Rupert YouTube channel is to show people what it is we do at a Tales and Tunes performance. So, and, uh, what, uh, one of the neat things that I've just put on YouTube is that Spiral Rhythm, who is a fabulous, wonderful, exciting band, they gave us permission to do the uh, children's animal totem on YouTube. So oh, wonderful. It's it's a lot of fun to sing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> should, we, should we do it now, Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you can. <laughs> so, well, there's a lot of silliness and fun going on. <laughs> it's it's all very you know we are very serious practitioners of our faith and um, and part of that is the cleanups that we uh, friends of Rupert do right here we have been a uh, official adopt a road crew for the last two years here in Pasco County in Florida where I live and four times a year we get together and clean up the road. That's so, wonderful. That is yeah. wonderful. Because there's I, a lot I, of things that we do together, you know, separately. In, together it's just the way that we are there's a lot of charity that we both do and uh, a lot of different events that we both do um, so you'll be seeing more of us wonderful um, so would you like to share your websites with uh, the listeners Tanya you go first um, the only website that I really have other than Facebook is my gallery website which is www.theredzgallery.com and other than that, that's all I have up right now running is that one. Okay. But she, she's got some fabulous art on there. If you, you want to see her, the, the vast array of her uh, talent, that is certainly the place to do it. She's got some wonderful, wonderful non-Rupert uh, paintings there. Oh, that would be on artwanted.com, which is international. You can always just put plug in my name and Google it and it'll pull up stuff. And um, mine is www.friendsofrupert.com. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> and there's, oh, we also have a Facebook page, a Facebook fan page of um, Friends of Rupert. And we can't forget the Glitter Dome. And the Glitter Dome. And it's the Glitter Dome. Make sure you do the one that's in Newport Ritchie, Florida, and not the one in Oklahoma City. There's a big difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> Before and after. <laughs> So anyway, but uh, and and of course YouTube. There's uh, friends of Rupert on YouTube as well. If, again, if you just uh, research my name, Kira K Y R J A, you will find all kinds of different links to all kinds of fun things. And, and I will go ahead and put links to those websites also on uh, my page. And um, I think to go ahead and close out the interview, I'm going to go ahead and play the Rabbit Song by S J Tucker. And I just want to thank both of you for coming on to the show today. It has been thank wonderful. You. Thank, thank you very much. Trickster came a-calling to find a totem here To teach the foolish heart of man without installing fear Many came and many went, but still the trickster paused Bear and cat and tiger tried, but had too many claws Dog and wolf, the wise indeed, had teeth to a quite a fright And owl with his tawny eyes could only see at night no, the trickster said at last, teachers I see many, but my way is full of laughter, and in you 
I see not any. But beneath the tree where eagles sat, Coyote told the tale of silly hares cavorting in the old country of Wales. Ravens stared unto the sun, and crows sang awful songs. And a rabbit sat a listening with ears so wondrous long. Aha! The trickster danced a dance of joy and victory sweet. He laughed a laugh and swooped a swoop and landed at their feet. Of all here now, the trickster said, "You are the very beasts." But a rabbit said, "I'm sorry, sir, but of all we are the least." The trickster smiled and raised a hand and spoke, "I have a plan. The four of you shall help me to teach the heart of man." The sun you'll steal soon, for the gift of warmth I give to man to be the greatest boon. And crow, you silly creature who sings without a voice, teach man of pride and helping you really have no choice. Coyote, my friend, together we'll spin many a tale at night and teach man by our naughtiness what really should be right. At last he turned to rabbit. With a twinkle in his eye, you'll be my favorite creature, and here's the reason why: your eyes are bright, your feet are swift, your ears hear round the bend, and your very simple humbleness will steal the heart of men. Together we shall thwart the pains the gods do throw to earth, and turn aside their fiery darts with merriment and mirth. And when time comes, that men. The lessons animals render. Twill be the humble rabbit that mankind will remember. And round the trickster, the animals throng, the birds and all the beasts. And humbly bow to the king they found, who thought himself the least. And I'm going to call this episode number forty-two. And all music on a pagan heart is used with permission of the artist, or is available in the public domain. You can find links to all of the music played on a pagan heart at www.paganheartinmain.com. And you can usually find me hanging out over on Facebook as Grey Wolf Moonsong. I want to say thank you again to Kira and Tanya for coming on the show today. It was a wonderful interview, and you can find a permanent link. Kira and Tanya on the Pagan Heart and Main website. So to close out today's show, this is Lisa Thiel with Litha, and I wish you all a blessed summer solstice season and brightest blessings.
you this night Leap across the fire Keep all spirits bright Power of the sun Fire in the night Leap behind that which blinds To restore our sight I am the fire clears away the old I am the holy light that guides you to your soul I am the flame of love for which you yearn I am the sun that will always return power of the sun Honor you this night Leap across the fire Keep all spirits bright Power of the sun Fire in the night Leave behind that which blinds To restore our sight I am the fire that burns within your soul I am the holy light that fills and makes you whole I am the flame within that never dies I am the sun that will ever arise Power of the sun Honor you this night Leap across the fire To keep all spirits bright Power of the sun Fire in the night Leap behind that which blinds To restore our sight I am the fire that clears away the old I am the holy light that guides you to your soul I am the flame of love for which you yearn I am the sun that will always return power of the sun Honor you this night Leap across the fire Keep all spirits bright Power of the sun Fire in the night Leap behind that which blinds To restore our sight